All great stuff, especially when you're innovating, doesn't happen right away. You have to do the tough stuff and as well as the enjoyable stuff. I don't think of myself as a boss. While you're on the journey, you have to disconnect from the end goal. You know, Scott, man, I'm working on my dream. That's my job. Hey, it's Max Park Komenko, and you're welcome to a new episode of Explore Mode Podcast. In this show, I interview people who create the future of fashion technology, and I extract their strategies to grow in a business, no matter what they'd be. It could be wearables, smart clothing, AI, digital media, you name them. With my today's guests, I met in Berlin at Fashion Tech Exhibition this year. His name is Ludwig Hini, and he is one of the co-founders at Model.com, an online marketplace for models, influencers, and actors. Essentially, Model is a first full-service online platform to manage bookings, discover new faces with the help of technology, of course, and simply work more efficiently. But what I'd like most about Ludwig's approach is his take on the traditional way models are booked. And he simply wants just to change that. That's why in this episode we talked exactly about the changing of the industry, how model does that. We covered their daily operations, from how to grow a local company first, to talent acquisition, to the techniques to validate the demand, and of course the trends in e-commerce. Let's finally get to this interview. Ludwig, I'm really glad to welcome you here to my podcast and let's get started. Hi, thanks for having me. Ludwig, take us back to your entrepreneurship days when you started like your first business. Okay, so um, actually I started early on um, thanks to my two older brothers. Um, I have one brother who's eight year, years older than I am and another one is 10 years older than I am. So they kind of built the foundation of a streetwear label at that time. Um, I was about 12 years old when that started. And um, I began to be interested in creating designs with um, like software, like creating uh, illustrations and stuff. And then we were printing um, on, on T-shirts and on, on hoodies and on all kinds of clothes. So you were like a product designer? Yeah, kind of. I mean, we don't have this roles. We were just uh, three guys like designing new uh, clothing and then selling it to friends first. And then it got bigger and bigger. We um, supported uh, musicians and artists back then. And then we also supported um, athletes like skateboarders or surfers. And um, we opened up the online shop. Uh, which of course also was exciting at that uh, time because of, like online shop wasn't that big um, 10 years ago. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of like my first business um, experience where I just, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed um, the creative part of just um, working with, with clothing and designs, but it wasn't really that serious um, of a company where you know, oh, we want to scale, we want to make money and like the startup business or it was just for fun, basically. Ludwig, tell me about uh, how you transitioned to technology. When did you catch that tech buck? Yeah, it was kind of um, at the same at the same time um, because we were all kind of normal tech uh like we didn't know to build 
apps or or anything. Um, mm -hmm. But I always uh, I always was really interested in it, and um, I felt that we have the need to do something. Okay, we for example with the streetwear label, we need to have a website. Oh, we don't know how to build a website, but we can't afford to uh, let it build by some agency or to hire a developer. So we just learned it by ourselves, and that was kind of the spirit that took me. Um, through through the years, um, I always wanted to do something. I wanted to build a mobile app, uh, but I didn't know how to do it. So I just I just learned it or I tried it myself. It was probably not like really the best, um, but I always tried to to make it work with what I have. Ludwig, can you tell about how the traditional agency work nowadays? What are the processes? How models are booked and managed? Can you share some insights on that? So the traditional agency, um, to my surprise, is really, really um, traditional in its way because they they'll just send you um, they they don't work with um, software as a service tools or automation tools that maybe other agencies work with. But especially in the modeling industry, I think it's very old fashioned. Um, they, I mean, if you request. If you request a model or if you send an, a briefing to the modeling agency saying, okay, we're looking for a face for our next mm -hmm. campaign, um, we're looking for a, for a female model in her young like 20s with brown hair, whatever, you have your characteristics and then they will prepare a selection based on their maybe personal preference or what they think uh, uh -huh. fits best so they kind of need to interpret your uh, briefing. And then it kind of goes back and forth on email and, and phone where you just, okay, is he or she available and what about the pricing and stuff? And then if this is all fixed, um, you'll get an uh, invoice from the modeling agency, which mm -hmm. is all done manually. It's like the traditional agency business. So model is a booking platform and it has some inherent characteristic to the platform. So can you tell more about how does the platform work? What are the benefits that your company give to the, uh, whether it's models, agencies, photographers, just brands? Can you tell about the benefits? Yeah. Well, platforms in general um, make everything more direct and more transparent. Um, so models right now, they have been working with agencies. They don't really know what's happening to their career because the agency is just doing everything. Now with a platform, you kind of enable um, people to be um, more like working on their own career. Mm -hmm. And they have control over their jobs. They see exactly how much money they earn. They see exactly when they will receive their money if the, if the um, payment is already on the, on the way. Mm -hmm. And things like this make it more transparent for them. Got it. And um, and for the clients, I think it's um, it's just the digital um, benefit that you have maybe for other um, businesses as well, where it's just more efficient, basically. So you save on time because everything is faster. You don't have to wait for the response of the agency. You don't have to wait for phone calls going back and forth. You can just click, 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 and then pay and book, and all is done. And uh, you also save money, of course, because um, platforms, most of the time, since they're less service heavy, um, they are cheaper or they're trying to reduce their um, commission mm -hmm. because our business model is commission based. 
Um, so we're reducing this by half compared to traditional agencies. Can so, you talk about the numbers? Yeah. What are traditional numbers? What are the model numbers? So traditional agencies, um, in, it, it varies uh, a lot across the globe. In the U.S., it's very, um, it's way higher the commission they take. But in Germany, it's 20 percent um, they take from the client, and then as well 20 percent from the model. So in the end, they keep kind of 40 percent. Mm -hmm. And um, for us right now, it's 10 percent from the client, so we cut that by half, and it's completely free for models. What are the downsides of the platform as well? It should have some flaws that you have to tackle. Like you described all those benefits. What are you not talking about? Well, one struggle we're facing is is the credibility or kind of the um, how you're perceived by the clients. Um, because for us, a platform is something, yeah, it's cool, it's uh, techy, and I don't know, it's it's faster and cheaper. Um, but for clients, most of the time, platform doesn't sound as good as agency because the agency has more service or the client thinks that an agency offers more service. Mm -hmm. uh, we really switched to um, also offer more and more service because it's, the clients are just used to individual um, consultancy. Um, so we're doing this as, this as well. But I think um, like the reputation or the, the perception is really a struggle for platforms in general, um, simply because they yeah, aren't perceived as well as someone who's like there, who, who you know in personal maybe, and mm -hmm. who understands your needs. And then another flaw is, I mean, for the model side, in our case, I mean, we can't offer... Uh, career support kind of we we say okay we'll uh -huh. set you up with a cool profile and um, we'll get you job offers but we're not gonna say take this job or don't take it because it's gonna hurt your career that's what an agency does right they say uh -huh. oh this is a really commercial job and you're more of a fashion model if you take this it may affect your reputation so you better do not take this job Things Got like it. this um, we don't do because we can't, of course, uh, with larger user base. And um, so there are definitely downsides in the in the career um, consultancy for the models. I've just scrolled down through your site and I saw that some of the models have a huge following. Can I say that model is not only a booking platform, but... An influencer platform as well? Um, yes, also as well. I mean, the influencer marketing industry and modeling industry, they kind of are getting more closer and closer together because um, clients tend to book now models with a large follower base so that they can just uh, make some behind the scenes at their Instagram or whatever. Hey, I'm at the shooting here with um, this and that brand. And um, so they're kind of trying to combine it to make the most out of their money because if they already book a model and then models often are influencers as well since they're kind of good looking and kind of using their Instagram already for all their images. Um, so, yes, they, they kind of trying to combine it. All the best platforms boast some viral networking effects and that's where you balance right between yeah. demand and supply side do you utilize any strategies to acquire the best talent 
Um, yes, I mean, that's, of course, the core of, of our uh, product and as well the core of every agency because the best platform uh, with all the features is only as good as the users on it, right? Um, so to source them, we are, I mean, mainly we're doing it through social media. Um, Instagram has really become super important. Um, most of the models are using Instagram, even like the ones you don't, uh, you may not suspect like best ager models um, that are in their 50s or so. They also have Instagram <laughs> and um, or most of them and use it to show their portfolio or their you know current images. And um, so that's really important to just contact them on social media and just trying to um, get a call or I don't know. Um, send some information through email and this has been working pretty well because the models think it's an innovative concept that we're having and you know they already uh, use Instagram for everything and now there's an app where they can just upload their uh, new portfolio and they can manage a career and, and see their bookings of course it feels natural to them um, whereas to the customers maybe it's uh, something new they need to I don't know, learn or kind of know how to work with. Okay. Um, so yeah, social media is important, but now we've also uh, started first cooperations with uh, other modeling agencies actually, um, because agencies are also connected with each other. Um, they have this partner agencies and um, mm -hmm. the way it goes is that you can just source their network um, and if someone is booked from their network, they get a small share. Um, so we're also trying to, to set up this network in Germany or in Europe. So you started in Germany. So how many countries you cover right now? Um, essentially Central Europe, so mainly Germany, but also um, France, Switzerland and Austria and the UK. Mm -hmm, cool. So what yeah. are the numbers? How many models you have right now? Um, right now we're at around 500 including like actors, influencers, mm -hmm. so, which, um, yeah, it sounds, maybe it sounds uh, like a small number, but the uh, average modeling agency has around 100 to 200. Mm -hmm. So with 500, we're already the size of the big uh, agencies in Germany. Ludwig, what are the future plans for model expansion? We want to improve on our product because um, right now it's like this semi-automated uh, web app where we have to do a lot of manual work still. Um, mm -hmm. So we want to improve this and really build it uh, to a scalable um, product with more intuitive uh, search functionalities and with better um, model profiles and things like this. Um, and then on the other hand, yes, we want to build up this um, partner network with the agencies to really get just more supply on the model side so we can just um, put down higher, num higher numbers there. What is the average price per model and how many bookings do you do per week? So the average price per model is actually, um, we're quite happy with this because it's uh, higher than we expected it in the beginning. Uh, for us, it's around, I would say, 900 euros a day mm -hmm. um, for like e-commerce and other campaigns. And um, yes, right now we are, we are having, um, 
I don't know, about like 10 bookings a week or so. So of course we want to raise that number. Um, but, you know, we're really at a turning point right now where we, where we maybe want to um, get investors in to scale it um, faster. Because uh-huh. till now we're just bootstrapped and although it's working kind of fine and it may work um, in the future as well, but uh, I mean, just at this point right now, we we just need to improve on things that we cannot improve by our own any longer. For example, tech is just I'm doing the platform. I've developed like a mobile app and the web app, which is decent. But I mean, if you if you're on our web page, mm-hmm. um, you've experienced. Of course, it's not like Airbnb or not super great. Um, so we would need uh, help and and resources from from external developers to to continue there. And also um, getting enough models and enough clients on the platform requires a huge a huge um, workload. Can you tell about your learning curve and experiences you get along the way to build your company to the uh, state of in which it is now? So basically, I um, had two main things to learn. Uh, the first thing was the industry itself. I mean, we came from the client side, uh, so to speak. I mean, we booked models and then we realized, okay, um, I think we can do it better with the help of technology. But uh, we did not know the modeling agency part. So we had had to learn this um, by ourselves mm-hmm. um, to talk to a lot of people, uh, do a lot of research, um, just like scrape on everything we could find uh, on how the business works currently because we had this outside view of the industry but we were never really you know in the model agency or anything like that can you tell the moments that were like eye openers when you say whoa i didn't expect it to work like that yeah there were definitely some eye openers it's i mean the industry is super intransparent the agencies, I mean, it starts with the commission. It took us like weeks until we figured it out. Like every agency, if you ever ask an agency how much commission they take, they always say 20%. Uh-huh. And you say, okay, 20% sounds fine. But then after after a while, you realize, wait, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense because they take 20% from the model and 20% from the client. So 40%. in the end, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 40%, but no one, no one tells you that. And then there are like a bunch of, I don't know, crazy things happening. For example, in Germany, it's illegal to have an exclusive contract with a model. So um, you cannot sign the model exclusively to your agency. The model can still accept jobs from other agencies or by themselves just uh, because of the law. Interesting. However, they claim, they claim to say that uh, or, or they say to the models that this is an exclusive contract. So the model then thinks, okay, I cannot accept job offers apart from the ones I get from my agency, which is simply not true. We have to tell them and say, that's not the law. It's just your agency lying to you. Um, so things like this happen, and it's really crazy. Um, it, but yeah, you don't, you don't know these uh, things unless you really talk to a lot of people, and then um, you kind of understand more and more. So we had to do this um, for like half a year or so until we really understood the basic, um, the basic concept in the market with who gets what and how is everything going. Got it. And then the second, second thing was the tech, uh, part. 
because I was doing just basic websites and online shops and some I like a little bit of mobile application. But because we were growing and we needed more features in our website and on our app, um, but we couldn't afford the, uh, external developers, I just um, tried to learn it myself and build some sort of like build upon the beta and uh -huh. really um, just integrate more and more features, working with APIs, uh, setting up iOS mobile apps, things I honestly like um, didn't thought of doing uh, two years ago. <laughs> you live and you learn, right? Yeah, it's really. it was really um, a good experience for me. I learned a lot. I learned about the market and also about um, like developing. Many entrepreneurs fall in this trap when they do everything and in the result they get lower ROI than they could have instead. So any advice on how to balance between doing everything and doing everything but do it for the maximum efficiency for maximum ROI? Well, doing everything um, is really bad, I think. I mean, for, for me, it's just I have to do or we have to do everything um, to get to the stage where we can afford other people uh, so we can focus on, on more tasks. Um, but I think the downside of doing everything is that you're not an expert anywhere. Like, you're just this, um, like, you can Generalist. do everything, but... You can every, you can do everything just on a medium um, efficiency or whatever or quality. Any fuck up moments in model you would like to share with us? I mean, yeah, there've been some fuck ups, of course. Uh, I think we've got we've got actually we've got hacked once by um, some sort of I don't know um iranian hacker and then there was like this landing page uh, <laughs> with a flag and stuff and you've been hacked and we're like oh fuck what how, how, how is this possible um so we had to like switch the backup and um we've then also implemented https or like ssl encryption which uh -huh. of course is industry standard but uh we didn't have that by that time um so things like this happen surprisingly fast. <laughs> I mean, considering that we are just a small company, um, luckily no um, no personal information or anything gets get stolen. Um, it was just uh, like changing the landing page. So we were we were lucky about that. Imagine you're starting it all over again, and what would you change with what you know today? Hmm, interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, we would probably, I think I would um, focus more on building up a network from the beginning. And also, um, we had a lot of trial and error, right? We knew that there was a need for our product, but we didn't knew, knew um, what market was the biggest and what had the biggest need in our product. Uh -huh. So there's all kinds of different model shops from catwalks to uh, campaigns to um showrooms where, where there are other clients and where you just wear clothing and, and show you around. So there are all a bunch of different um, clients, commercial and fashion and big jobs, small jobs. And uh, we kind of had to figure it out until we found the sweet spot that we have right now where we know that the product is best suited for um, e-commerce photo studios. Um, uh -huh. They produce a lot of photos, they have a, a big need in models and they have a limited budget and they're looking for efficiency and it's an ideal match. But it took us some time 
because we had to talk to all different uh, types of clients until we figured out uh, who has a need in our product. Things like this we would do differently. I mean, I would focus on this particular uh, customer group from the beginning. But in general, I don't know. We always um, made or tried to make the most of what we have, which probably wasn't much, but we built some beta and, and launched really quickly. We didn't spend like months uh, building up the product. What I heard of a lot of other people doing, they um, just like try to build a really nice platform for half a year and then they spend so much money and then they launch, but then they don't have users. Yeah. So I think that was one thing I would do the same. Uh, I would really start, I mean, our MVP was a type form <laughs> uh, or our like first prototype. It was just this type form where you could sign up as a model for the new big platform that's going to be cool and whatever. And we just uh, contacted models through social media and, um, and we were just looking for if there, if there are even um, models signing up to something like this, because uh -huh. If they're not interested at all, we would just cancel it. And then after we've got this proven, we contacted the clients and see, are they interested in a digital solution? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's really important. Um, but in terms of doing something differently, got I it. mean, there, there are a lot of small things, but like not, not, nothing really big or game-changing, I would say. Got it. Ludwig, what would be your advice to a entrepreneur who's only starting out in uh, e-commerce and looking out for the next big idea? What would you recommend to start with? Probably you can see some trends coming out. Well, I mean, there are obvious trends right now, like ad tech, and so it's, I think, big for e-commerce as well. And um, I mean, e-commerce is really not, too bad an industry to start. Although there are the major e-commerce retailers already, um, for example, ASOS, the fashion uh, e-commerce shop, uh, they launched a couple of years back, they launched a um, accelerator or an investment hub. And they are looking for companies that help them alongside the value chain. So I wouldn't focusing on building up my own e-commerce uh, store because there are already tons of them out there that were probably doing better than you are. But if you can build some service or, or um, tech product or whatever that helps uh, the delivery, production, or everything along that value chain, I think the bigger companies are super interested in you. Any other example? So Zalando is really... Uh, Zalando is really uh, big there as well. They're trying to build this new campus in, in Berlin and they're uh, looking for companies and uh, people that are working alongside the value chain of, of this fashion e-commerce uh, thing from production to delivery. Everything you can do there to enhance it. And yeah, it's also the same for us. I mean, we are super small part with model booking, a super small part of it. Um, but still, um, I hope uh, that we can also work with uh, those bigger clients in the future. And I've just talked to um, the head of Europe for Pixels. Uh, they're called and they do something similar than we do with post editing. So they're building up a network of post editors and um, a platform where you can just manage your post editing images for e-commerce shops. Uh -huh. And um, they are working with Amazon and so on. So like those big e-commerce um, clients, 
are focusing on on finding tech solutions for for their value chain where they can optimize their processes. Ludwig, I'm really excited about having you today in my podcast and you shared a lot some great tips and inspirations for entrepreneurs. Looking forward hearing model expansion and all the best. Yeah, thanks uh, thanks for having me and also I'm looking forward on seeing how your um, how your, your journey goes on. My today's guest was Ludwig Hini, the co-founder of the company named model.com. Berlin-based startup that helps you easily book models, actors and influencers. You can reach out to Ludwig directly via email at ludwig.hini at model.com ludwig.hini h-e-n-e at model.com or just reach out to him on LinkedIn. Hey guys, I hope you like this episode of Explore Mode Podcast. You can subscribe to the show notes and lift of strategies that I send every week. And of course, you can reach out to me directly on Twitter or Instagram. I'm open to any constructive critique of how I can improve this show that you get the more value out of it. And uh, you can tell me if I'm jackassing around or not. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned and explore.